0: Uh, live from Miami Beach in the Convention Center, getting you ready for Super Bowl 54, the man that was on the call, and oddly enough, we bumped into each other, not literally, but uh, figuratively, in the bathroom at the Convention Center, more so than anything, Kevin Harlan now joining us. How you doing, buddy? Of all places, I have to look over and I, oh, that's Kevin Harlan washing his hands. Good. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was a good trip to the bathroom, too, as I recall, but
1: anyway, we're, uh, we are back safe from Miami and... Uh, I'm sitting here watching the Chiefs victory parade, and uh, it's about 20 degrees and snowy, and uh, it's windy. But they think there are over a million people in Kansas City watching this parade this afternoon. I know it. I know it.
0: Um, Now, i got to tell you, I I came back. I flew back on Saturday, and I'm driving around. I'm listening to all the pregame stuff. I'm listening to your call. There is an art to knowing when to shut up and knowing when to describe what's going on and to paint the picture. Your picture of the 100th uh, anniversary, you know, the 100 best players coming out and then the flyovers. And that was magnificent, man. i it, It's difficult because you can go to the, the PA announcer who's announcing it. You can do it yourself. I mean, at, at times you just got to know when to shut up, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it was all uh, pretty self-explanatory. You know, when they, when they celebrated the 100 top players – In pro football, which is like a subset of the Hall of Fame. So it's like, like this, this group is the elite of the elite of the elite. Um, It really doesn't give it justice, I don't think, unless you see the faces and see the expressions and and just see them all together. Like it, it, to me, Bill, when I, when they were showing it in the stadium and on TV, and we're trying to describe it on radio, which is very difficult, but, but when you had Peyton Manning's, you know, with, uh, you know, when they had the 10 quarterbacks, and you know, they had Manning and Montana and Brady, and I mean, you're just going, wow, look at Marino, all these great quarterbacks, the best of the best, and to think that uh, we may have one even better playing in that game in a, in, you know, in about a half hour, uh, this is all in the pregame activity, mm-hmm. you just kind of think, wow, where, where is this league going, where has it been, how have they you know seeing this great change and, and and but it was Jim Brown with all these greats it was it was phenomenal i think brown was voted the greatest player greatest single player of all time it was it was fun to to watch it to be a part of it and and like you you feel honored to be able to you know to be around the greats of the game and you've seen plenty of them and, and you've interviewed a lot of them and we were around them this past week so it was a lot of fun I felt very honored to be there
0: the, uh, the game itself, I mean, once you get into it, it's football. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, did you feel that, because there was a shift. I mean, there was obviously the, the, the Chiefs come in and they were able to force the, uh, force the out and then force the turnover. And then all of a sudden you could just kind of feel that momentum swing. And you thought, OK, you were waiting that whole game for Patrick Mahomes and company to flip that switch. You could feel the switch being flipped, couldn't you?
1: You really could. And there was a specific play in that in that fourth quarter. First of all, with about seven minutes left, I mean the Chiefs were down by ten. And you're thinking actually what I was thinking, I was starting to gather my thoughts and how I was going to call a San Francisco win. <laughs> I was yeah. That's how much I, I thought it was over. I thought they they got the momentum. Then there was a penalty on the Kansas City offense. And and Kurt Warner on our broadcast had said about two minutes before this play I'm going to talk about. It. He had said the one thing San Francisco cannot do on defense is let one of these fast receivers of Kansas City get in back of them. And sure enough, two plays later, two plays later, uh, the Chiefs had it third and 15 at their 35, and he just wings one downfield, and there's Tyreek Hill, maybe the fastest single player in pro football. And he's gotten in back of the defense, and he catches it for 44. And to me, that was the moment that you thought, uh-oh. <laughs> if you're a 49er fan, like, uh-oh, here it comes. And then, of course, they go on to score 21 and answered. And in the final six and a half minutes, scored three touchdowns and, and, and beat San Francisco. And somebody showed me, I think it was Trey Wingo of ESPN put out a note that Mahomes, in his career, with a double-digit deficit, I don't know if it was in the fourth quarter or the second half, including the playoffs, is 5-0. and Kurt Warner, who is in the Hall of Fame, same situation, was 2-44. and Now think about that. Wow. As a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I and, and I haven't talked to Kurt about it, but he'd probably say, yeah, I mean, what we're seeing now is unique and special. And every quarterback I talk to say that we have never seen – what he is is he's an, a younger Aaron Rodgers. Arms, arm talent-wise, he is a younger Aaron Rodgers, um, but 2.0. Like this is the next edition. This is the next evolution of what Rodgers could do with his arms. Still can do from time to time now, certainly, but did you know five, six, seven, eight years ago when he was really, really taking the league by storm? That's what Mahomes is now, but but even better the arm, the arm movement. What he can do, all all different than than and even better than Aaron, which is which is really saying something because Aaron's going to Canton himself too. So, well, a lot of things to talk about certainly.
0: One of the things that I appreciated listening to the broadcast was Kurt Warner's honesty. I mean, there were times where he was giving and heaping rightfully so a lot of praise on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes didn't play great early on in that ball game, and then just said, "We won't be denied." I mean, we saw that throughout the playoffs this year, but. Uh, I, I appreciated listening to Kurt's take on it because he said he just missed that pass or he feels a little bit nervousness because he threw that one straight into the ground. I mean, early on in that game, you thought, boy, is this moment too big for him? And then, the, the, like I said, the flip switch, you know?
1: Well, you know, these quarterbacks, and you've seen as many as I have over the years, like like the real good ones, the Montanas, the Bradys, Rodgers, uh, Brett was very animated, but, but the great ones just, they don't, their pulse doesn't quicken, and, and Mahomes... And I can't figure it out. We know his dad was a baseball pitcher. We know he was around clubhouses as a kid and, and was always the best athlete and always could throw the furthest. And, and we know he played shortstop and probably could have drafted had he hung out with, with more of a baseball tint to his, to his passion. But his passion was, was football and, and, and what he's done and, and how he's gone about it is really remarkable. And when you hear the quarterbacks, who played the game? I work with Rich Gannon on, on CBS, and he was an MVP and played in the Super Bowl. And you hear Kurt Warner talk about these guys. I mean, I, I think they're just—they're really taken back by what they're seeing. Like, like the kid's never out of it. He, he doesn't, and, and like all the great ones, he does not blink. He just—he just continues to do what he does and takes chances and has such great confidence in his ability. And it, it doesn't hurt when you've got one of the two best tight ends in pro football. When you've got a running back who suddenly has caught fire for a running attack that has been kind of non-existent all year, and you've got the fastest you know group collectively of wide receivers, I guess you just feel like, hey, you know what? We're bulletproof. You know, you, I don't care what we're down by. We got seven minutes on the clock. Let's go after it. And they did. And and even as surprising as all of that is that this is the number two defense in all of pro football, like the number one pass defense in pro football that as you, you know, Wisconsinites, we all saw that, that, you know, they, they had a tough time, the Packers out there against that D. So, uh, as, as Minnesotans can say about what they saw the week before the Packer game and the Vikings, and the interceptions and the sacks on cousins and everything else. So to do what Kansas city did w- w- with a deficit of 10, uh, with seven minutes left in the game was, was shocking. I uh, like almost as shocking as new England, being down to Atlanta 28-3 to late in the third quarter with Atlanta in New England territory and moving the ball. Right. And of course, the commonality is the offensive coordinator that day at the Super Bowl between the Patriots and Falcons, and the head coach of San Francisco is is the same guy, Kyle Shanahan.
0: Talking with Kevin Harlan at TNT Westwood 1 and CBS. Uh, let me ask you this because this was the question that we ran fluid all throughout our week-long broadcast. So when you look at the two teams on that field, the Kansas City Chiefs were beaten by the Packers. The Packers were beaten soundly twice by the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs beat the 49ers to win a Super Bowl. How far away are the Packers? Well,
1: when they were getting ready for the 49er game, I, I thought that the, the, the most significant difference between the two teams was a second good, reputable receiver. They had Adams, but he saw a ton of traffic. He was constantly covered and at least a guy and a half, if not two and three on someplace. So that was, that's the first legitimate throwing target that Rodgers had his tight end. As we know, has a hard time getting open. The receivers are young and, and are not in the category of, of, you know, like, 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 for instance, San Francisco has, has Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel and the best tight end in football. That's three significant, and a running attack that is just kicking butt all over the place. So, like, like, look at all that Garoppolo had in front of him and his choices and what he could do. And then look what Aaron had. Yeah, he, I, I get the running back thing, but that's almost by necessity. No team wants to throw to a running back that many times. And, and so you need to stretch that field. You need to open up that defense. You need to make them play sideline to sideline. And they had one legitimate guy that could do that. If he had two, even with the tight end not a factor, if he just had one guy that was comparable to Samuel, comparable to Sanders, just like 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 not elite, but just really good, like he's had in the past with the, with at least you know Nelson and Driver or, or Driver and you know just like he at least had two guys, at least two guys, but he had one. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you're going to the same guy and looking at the same guy all the time, and you guys I know have talked about this at nauseum throughout the state, but to me from a distance, that was the biggest difference. Had he had, uh, you know, I'm not even saying a Pro Bowl caliber receiver, just a good receiver that made the secondary honest and the coverage honest. I, I really felt they could have made that game a lot closer, but but they didn't have that. They've got one guy. So on that checklist of. What they need to do obviously is is they've got to get some receiver talent they got to get some speed they got to take advantage of this arm because one of the greatest things that disappointments that's going to happen is that he's what is he 37 at the beginning of next year yeah. he turned 37 in December he's 37 years old we know these they're, they're, there is a shelf life on on players and while in the mind breeze and Brady and Rogers all want to play deep into their 40s Right now you can see Brady was, was exposed and, and looked old and felt old this year. And, and I don't know how far Aaron is away from that, but the clock is ticking, as we all know. He has got, he has got to get something else at that receiver position. And, and in a perfect world, they get a little bit more at tight end. that They can really strain that, that linebacker that's got to cover him or that safety that's dropping down and has got to cover him. Then you'll see what Rodgers can do. I just kind of feel like there just there just wasn't enough after Adams.
0: Hey, real quick, Kevin, before I let you go, obviously on the call tomorrow night, the Bucks and the 76ers, you're switching over from football into the NBA now. Uh, Bucks' best record in the league. Give me give me your thoughts, not only about the matchup, but about what you've been able to witness over the fence looking at Giannis and his team that has the best record in the NBA.
1: I think they're great, and, and uh, we need Bloods to play like he played in the playoffs a year ago, but I – Listen, I, I, I think they're terrific, and and um, they have got everything on – they're hit in a time in the league on the schedule when you really begin to droop and, and you're it's hard to find fire and it's hard to find, you know, you're, the All-Star game's a couple weeks away now or ten days away, whatever it is, and, and you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel because once you get by All-Star, now it's kind of a race. you got the 20 games left or whatever, and, and you're – you're you're in full stride. I just feel like this team has just not let their foot off the of gas, and that to me is is resembles what the great teams in the past have done. Some of the better Michael teams, some of the better Golden State teams, the teams that that see, feel it, know it, have that sense, can can, can have been through it. They went through last year. I, I I my sense is, and I'm anxious to talk with Mike tomorrow night when we get to Milwaukee in the, in the arena. But, and they're playing a quality Philadelphia team that can't, for the life, uh, you know, win on the road. I don't know what the issue is. They're really struggling on the road. Their defense has just been horrendous on the road. But but this is one of those teams they're going to meet somewhere along the line. Again, you begin to draw the line in the sand. And but they've done it all season long. I mean, the Bucks are on that on that course right now where you can just feel even the growth from last year. They look it. They feel it. And, and they're showing it with, with the record and how they're playing. I, I'm i bullish on them, and I don't know if there's a team that's as good as them right now. The record would say that. I've looked at a lot of the West. I've done a lot of Laker games. Um, I, they, they just feel like like they're right there. Toronto's catching fire. I don't think they've got the firepower of the Bucs.
0: It is always a pleasure, and the next time we run into each other, let's make it out of the restaurant somewhere, not the bathroom down <laughs> at the Miami Convention <laughs> Center. <laughs> you got it. All right, buddy, you take care. We'll see you down here, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you very much, Bill. Always fun. Take care. Absolutely. There you go. Kevin Harlan, TNT, Westwood One, CBS. He is going to be on the call tomorrow night for the Bucks and the 76ers matchup, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. That's going to be on TNT. The pregame coverage begins at 7 Eastern, 6 Central, with the 2020 NBA All-Star Draft presented by the uh, Jordan Brand and TNT, the exclusive home. For all the top events from NBA All Star 2020 in Chicago all the way through February 13th through the 16th, that is our buddy Kevin Harlan joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80 plus years, they're going to get done. Call them 844 Pride or go to SchneiderJobs.com. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.